Hello, and welcome to another American Road podcast, where you meet the people behind the colorful content of our American Road magazine. I'm Foster Brown, your host. Nothing brings back the wonderful moments of our childhood like seeing our favorite toy, whether it was a classic Barbie doll or one of the original G.I. Joes. The city of Wheeling, West Virginia, is home to a treasure trove of those great memories all collected in the Miller's Kruger Street Toy and Train Museum. Alan Miller and his son assembled toys dating from the 1890s, along with an impressive collection of trains, and housed them in a Victorian mansion. The National Road Column of the American Road 2010 Winter Issue tells the full story of their collection. Today I'm going to speak to James Schulte, the remarkable curator of the museum who is in his mid-twenties. Many of the toys and trains are quite a few times his age, but James has a tremendous grasp of the collection and a vision for its future. First, I need to let you know that this week's American Road Trip Talk is brought to you by Homa, Louisiana. You're invited to discover a truly unique and authentic Cajun Mardi Gras, celebrated nowhere else but in Homa, Louisiana, in the heart of the Cajun wetlands. Festivities start February 25th and run to Mardi Gras on March the 8th, 2011. For more information, check out our calendar page or click on the flyer in our show notes to find out about all the details. In our winter edition of the American Road Magazine, under a column called Our National Road, we have a wonderful story about the Valley of the Toys. We're talking about an area uh, in West Virginia, near the city of Wheeling, West Virginia, where there is a very special toy museum. And it is the Kruger Street Toy and Train Museum. With me right now on our trip talk is James Schulte, who is the curator of that museum. And James, thank you very much for joining us here on American Road Trip Talk. Thank you for having me. James, I, well, I've got to start maybe in a curious place, but this is all about old toys uh, made probably most of them before you were ever born because you're in your 20s as I see there. What drew a young man like you from the digital age into this wonderful collection of some of them very, very old toys? Well, actually, it's it's really fun. Um, the whole thing about it is it's not just toys that are old. While we do have toys from the 1890s and through the 1900s, um, we even have toys from today in the 2000s. So there's a lot of different things and a, a big time span. Now, this uh, tell us a little bit about the museum itself and and where it is located and and kind of how it came into being. Well, the museum's located in the Elm Grove section of Wheeling, West Virginia. We're uh, literally just a few moments off of the Interstate 70 that passes through. Um, So we're about an hour outside of Pittsburgh. The museum is, as I said, located just off the the exit there from the interstate. Mm -hmm. And um, we have typically 10 rooms that are on display here. Uh, four of which are nothing but toys downstairs to go through and check out, um, ranging for girls' toys and boys' toys, dolls, uh, miniatures, uh, race cars, and other transportation vehicles, as well as um, some more kitchen accessories and other toys that way, mm-hmm. and um, other other classic toys that have, have uh, gone across the generations, such as the Rock'em Sock'em robots, <laughs> um, things like the Rubik's Cube, the Cutie Bug, uh, Mr. Machine, 
the Etch-a-Sketch, Mr. Potato oh, Head, a lot gosh. of those famous toys. Yeah. So. yeah. Cootie's got to be in there somewhere, I believe, right? Yes, yes. Cootie's in there as well. <laughs> For some reason, that just jumped into my mind. Now, I understand it, and I want to talk in a little bit more detail about this. Did you actually have another section? Is it specifically for trains? Yes, we do have in a, uh, our upstairs. We actually have two train layouts. We have both an HO scale train layout, which is uh, a much smaller scale, and we have an O gauge train layout, which is a little bit bigger. And then we also run from the 1900s until the 1980s, 1990s, um, a display of trains that, that kind of cross that entire time span. And it's just a, a display of the trains out. This really goes back to it, uh, the, the um, father and son team of the Millers. Could you talk a little bit about them and, and how you know this, this museum came into being out of their own collection, I understand? Yes, this is a fully private museum. Our father and son started it. The owner, Alan um, R. Miller, had this dream of uh, putting his toy collection that he had on display for the public to see. Um, his son decided that they were going to buy the building at auction. They bought the building, and within 18 months of buying the building in 1998, they opened for full admission and uh, to be able to see everything. What is the total number of toys that they have there on display? Any idea? Does anybody um, on, on, dis- on display, we probably have close to 100,000 different items, wow. and that's only probably a third to a fourth of the entire collection. Uh, we're talking with uh, James Schulte, who is the curator of the Kruger Street Toy and Train Museum in Wheeling, West Virginia. I mean, we're we're in a unique location here in Wheeling that we're just a couple minutes from one of the old Marx factories. Marx trains, I'm not that familiar with. Tell me a little about about them. Well, Marx is is pretty unique. They actually owned up to sixty percent of the toy market when they were in their heyday, and that was wow. um, they ran from the 1920s until the 1980s. Talk to me a little bit about the train area and, and what makes it unique. Are these just static displays, or, or are these trains that are, are running? Well, the trains are, are a lot of fun. As I said, we have two train layouts, and both train layouts are fully interactive. So there's buttons around them that you can touch and play with um, to be able to see either something moving or to um, hear something, um, such as the train whistles. Or um, on our HO layout, you can hit one of the buttons and you can um, hear the fire trucks coming to to put out the fire. And, um, the trains do move around the tracks. They are on an automation system that just runs them around in the circle. And it's more than just a circle. But yeah. And then we also have an additional layout that's kind of similar to the trains, but a little bit different. If you remember SWAT cars, we have a layout oh, like yes. that that you can um, grab the controllers and actually drive them around as well. So we have three layouts that are interactive. But you're allowing people to get hands-on with these things? Um, well, they can actually get hands-on with, with all the toys. I mean, okay. in each section, we do have some toys that are out that would go along with what the room is. But things like the Rock'em Sock'em Robots, the originals, no, we can't let you get your hands on those. Okay. But, um, but we do have some other pieces that... That you can get your hands on. And with the trains, can they interact as well? Yeah, they, there are buttons set up around the displays. So okay. The trains are moving okay. for them, and they can press the buttons. Now, I understand that there is, to some extent, kind of a, mm, a policy. I don't know if it, that's too strong a word that you folks have, where you've decided not to go to what a lot of museums are doing nowadays, which is including a lot of high-tech video and things like that. Why that decision? Um, well, we we want to stay personal here. We have our tour guides, and you're more than welcome to take a tour guide, and they'll walk you around and give you a personal tour of the museum, and 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 that way, any questions that you have can actually be answered in an in an upfront and honest way, not not yeah. just 
the, the stagnant stamp on stuff. Yep. Now, we can't say we don't have any technology around the place. Um, <laughs> we do have electricity, and we do use um, some computer anim- uh, some computer things here and there. Oh, um, okay. We, we have an amusement park that has some automation that's, that's done with some higher tech stuff and, and that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. so just, but we do we try to stay true to the older toys. But we yeah. do have new stuff. So, um, Well, one of our really fun toys that are displays that are on um, is in our main lobby right now, and it is Connects. Connects was a company started in 1993, and it's a, we have an amusement park set up. We're actually building a brand-new roller coaster right now to go on display for it. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, that's outside the museum. I'm... No, no, that's right in our front oh. lot. Yeah, it, it's um, it's a scale. It's about 130. Oh. <laughs> okay, good, because I was having a hard time envisioning how that was all going to fit inside, uh, in, inside the museum. How do the children of today react to the toy store? Well, it, it just kind of depends. I mean, one of our largest groups of people coming in are grandparents and grandchildren, and it's great. It's um, a nice mix. The grandchildren. Grandparents can show them the toys that they played with, and the grandkids can show the grandparents the toys they like to play with. Now, um, as I said, there are some play bins in each one of the rooms. The toys are usually newer toys, but they go along with the theme of the room. There are dolls in the doll rooms that they can pick up and play with, and uh, cars and trucks in the transportation room that they can play with. That is wonderful. As a young man, uh, you're probably going to be around for a few more years. What? What? Do you have a vision for the future of... uh, this venerable Kruger Street Toy and Train Museum? We're doing a lot of different things right now. We're, we're continually trying to add on to our hands-on that we do have available for people. I'm um, just trying to give them some more interaction of the things that they see and the things that are going on. Um, you know, just the push buttons and things like that. They really enjoy mm-hmm. being able to, to at least touch a button and see what it happens right. when they do it. Right. Um, I know it's always the temptation when you go places to touch things, so we're allowing you to do that a little <laughs> bit. Um, there's plenty behind glass, though. I and understand. Then, um, I understand. There's a lot of very valuable things there as well. Well, James, I want to thank you very much for having been our guest here and for filling in some of the other details from our winter issue of American Road Magazine. Folks, it's in the National Road <laughs> column. Uh, it sounds like a wonderful place to visit, and especially make sure that you cross the generations here. Grandmas and grandpas and moms and dads, bring the little kids along as well and tell them about your story, your favorite toys, and uh, matter of fact, maybe be able to listen to their stories about the toys that they enjoy as well. And uh, James, thank you again for being with us. That's the Kruger Street Toy and Train Museum that's in Wheeling, West Virginia. And Jim, is there a, um, uh, a website? Very simple, www.toyandtrain.com. And we are also on Facebook under Kruger Street Toy and Train Museum. That wouldn't be complete without Facebook. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us and for sharing with us on the American Road. Thank you for having me. This American Road Trip Talk has been brought to you by Homa, Louisiana. You're invited to discover a truly unique and authentic Cajun Mardi Gras celebrated nowhere else but in Homa, Louisiana, in the heart of the Cajun wetlands. Festivities start February 25th and run to Mardi Gras on March the 8th, 2011. For more information, check out our calendar page or click on the flyer in our show notes to find out about all the details. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me here again soon as we travel more of the American road and get to know the fascinating people we meet along the way. Don't forget to visit our website at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for our most recent issue, blogs, travel tips, special deals, and so much more. Or find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for the latest American Road news. 
For the American Road Magazine, I'm Foster Brown, reminding you that the joy is in the journey.